0: On a Tuesday! It's All Even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, Amazon Music. I'm all over the place. And also, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment, because the page is growing, baby. That All Even wave. I don't know how many times I got to tell you, get on that wave before you get left behind. Lots to get into. It's an all-NBA show tonight. We're going to recap the weekend games as well as the games that happened yesterday. What's going on today? The Nets just clobbered the Celtics tonight. You know, Lakers are playing the Suns right now. Clippers and Mavericks are also going to tip off in a few minutes or so. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. The NBA playoffs are underway. They're off to the races. It was a hot weekend. I'm not going to lie to you. The games were on fire. Every game was really good. I don't even care if it was a blowout. It's playoff basketball time. It doesn't matter how the games pan out. As long as we have playoff basketball, it does not matter. It's must see. So if you listen to the show on Saturday, I was pretty spot on with my picks. The only two that I messed up were the Lakers and the Knicks. So the Lakers lay an egg against the Suns. They lose 99 to 90. Defense was great. LeBron James, you know, he always does that feel out process like a boxer. First couple rounds, you got to see what you have. And then he makes his counter attack, and then he ends up winning the series. So I'm not worried about LeBron James. The guy that I'm worried about is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis had no passion, played with no fight, no energy. He made DeAndre Ayton look like a seasoned veteran. This is his first playoff appearance, and DeAndre Ayton could not miss a shot. Literally. He was 11 for 12. He grabbed eight offensive rebounds. Anthony Davis, on the other hand, 13 points, seven rebounds. He had one rebound at the half. So, This is my thing with Anthony Davis. It's too many games like this that we see him, and he's laying duds. He's laying eggs. Came out and said, oh, I got to play better. If I don't play well, you know, we don't win. Okay, but newsflash, my man, that happens a lot. You haven't been playing well all season. Lakers community, Lakers blogs, Lakers nation on a whole killing Anthony Davis. And they have every right to. Just recently, in the regular season, Anthony Davis goes for 40-something points, 12 rebounds, five assists, three steals, two... He had a stat line for the ages and screamed, I'm back, I'm back, all this nonsense, right? Yet the first playoff game that you have in Phoenix's building, you lay an egg. How can you trust this guy going forward? The only time that we can expect him to play is when people dog him, is when... He's doubted, is when people are starting to question his drive or his leadership or his motor. Then he'll come out and play well. Why does it have to be that way? Shaq, as, as great as he was, as dominant as he was, he had some games where he was very lackadaisical, but he was still dominant. This guy stays out in the three point line. He's floating, shooting jump shots all night. DeAndre Ayton is a he's a newcomer. In these playoffs, you should anoint him, tell him that, listen, it ain't his time yet. This is my stage. In a couple of years, you can have it, but not right now. But instead, you give the young guy confidence to be able to bust your ass come game two. That's not what you do if you're considered a franchise guy. That's concerning. Dennis Schroeder, the guy that turned down $84 million from the Lakers. A concern. Andre Drummond. A concern. Kyle Kuzma. A concern. Wesley, the list goes on. Can these guys get their stuff together? I didn't like frame Vogel's rotations at all. Where's Markeith Morris? When you see Anthony Davis playing poor like that, Markeith deserves to play. Simple. So I want to see exactly what's going on with this game. Lakers are up big right now in the first quarter, 24-14, to 14, so it looks like they came out with some energy this game. I, I understand. Chris Paul, he got hurt, and we have no idea what his, what his health is going to be towards the, the rest of this series. We know that Chris Paul has a history of being hurt, so this kind of just falls in line with what poor Chris Paul has to deal with. I feel bad for him, but he's always hurt, so you have to expect it. Devin Booker played well in game one. He had 35 points. He did not look like the stage was too big for him. Kudos to Devin Booker. I like that kid. I think he's a baller. I think he's a superstar in this league. So you can expect Devin Booker to continue to play well, but the Lakers got to be better. They got to be better all the way around. Defensively, they were good. They only held Phoenix to 99 points, but Phoenix defense was also good. So what's going to give? What's going to be the deciding factor in the series? It's going to come down to LeBron James. It's going to come down to Anthony Davis. If they can be able to dominate as a duo in this series, Phoenix doesn't have a shot. They really don't. And if Chris Paul is not the guy in regards to health-wise, if he can't contribute the way he wants to, then that floor leadership that they had all season that catapulted them to the number two seed, is gone. They're going to be in big trouble. So let's see exactly how the rest of this game pans out. But for right now, Lakers are in the lead. They have control of the game. LeBron James and Anthony Davis have combined for 16 of the team's 29 points. So they're playing well right now. Let's see how this continues. The other recap game I'd like to get to is between the Washington Wizards and the Philadelphia 76ers. Philly wins this game, 125-118. to 118. Tobias Harris has a monster game, 37 points, 6 rebounds. Joel Embiid continues his dominance, 30 points, 6 rebounds. Ben Simmons had an interesting stat line, 6 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists. He was all over the place. So, Philly did exactly what they need to do. They have their big three. They're going to be able to dominate and score whenever they want to. Now... For the Wizards, Bradley Beal had a good game, 33 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. But Russell Westbrook, 16 points and 14 assists is not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it for a team that does not have enough offense to compete in this series. Yeah, they have the fight. Yeah, they have the the, the moxie and the aggression. But they don't have the scores to be able to compete in the series. So guys like Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal... They're going to have to average 27 and 30-plus points a game just to make it a game. Just to make it a game. So there's a lot of pressure on that duo, but that's why they get paid the big bucks. You have to step up. And listen, I don't trust Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks is not a guy that's going to be able to make adjustments game to game. So what do I expect out of the the Wizards? I I don't really expect much out of the series. They're going to compete, but they may get swept. They may lose in five, gentlemen sweep. So, you know, let, let's see how that plays out. But that's that's kind of what I'm predicting, honestly, a gentleman sweep. The most interesting game to me of the weekend had to be Knicks-Hawks. The garden was on fire. I haven't seen the garden like that in years, man. It, listen, as a New Yorker, I'm not a Knicks fan, but as a New Yorker, it was lovely to see. The fans were cheering. They were rowdy. They were ready for this game. And then something interesting happened. Something very interesting happened. While they were playing this game, some fans started to cheer or chant, Nets suck. Now, here's my thing. This is your first playoff game, your first playoff series in eight years. Your team is doing well. You have your best player win, most improved player. Shouts out to Julius Rayner for that. And in the heat of this game, you're talking about Nets suck. Why? Why? This is why it's hard for me to really empathize and sympathize with with, with Knicks fans. Why do they do this? There's a good game going on, and you worried about the Nets? Nets ain't worried about y'all. Nets don't even talk about the Knicks. I know Nets fans that don't even converse with Knicks fans because they don't care to. They just focus on the season. There's no back and forth, there's no rivalry here. What's wrong with Knicks fans? Just enjoy the game. And what ended up happening is that Trey Young went to work. Trey Young ends up hitting the game winning shot 107 105. He has a big game. Julius Randle struggles out the gate. So you know that they're not going to be able to win this series if Julius Randle is playing like that. Alec Burks had a great game for the Knicks. Great game for the Knicks. 27 points off the bench, he couldn't miss. 9 for 13, he played well. Derrick Rose had 17 off the bench. So guys like R.J. Barrett, guys like uh, Randle, like I said, those guys have to step up hit some big shots but he also has to be a little bit more aggressive. So let's see exactly what happens in game two uh you know they're 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 comparing Trey Young to Reggie Miller now oh come on now this, this is this is not a Reggie Miller type of situation. Trey Young has a lot a lot to live up to to be a Reggie Miller in New York. if he wants to be that villain if he wants to play that role, I love that form. That's great. But let's see exactly how this plays out. In my opinion, I do feel that the Hawks can be able to win game two as well because Julius Randle, there's a lot of pressure on this guy. He had a great regular season. But who is going to step up again for the Knicks? Can we expect Alec Burks to have 27 points off the bench again? No. Can we expect R.J. Barrett? To continue to struggle, possibly, it's his first playoff. So I I don't know what to expect out of this Knicks team. The one thing I can say, the one thing that I can expect out of them is that they're going to play defense. They played hard-nosed, tough defense on the Hawks. I liked how they looked. John Collins only had 12 points and 7 rebounds. Clint Capella, you know he only rebounds and scores a little bit. But Trey Young, 32 points, seven rebounds, ten dimes. Bogdanovich, 18 points. You had Lou Williams. That's that's the guy. I think that's the X factor in the series. Lou Williams played 13 minutes and scored 13 points. Efficient. You need guys like that that can be able to just put the ball in the basket. Hawks have that. They have guys that have been there before. So what is gonna make the Knicks get over the top? Like I said, they have to play defense. They are doing that right now, that's fine, but they have to hit timely shots. Guys, when they're open, they got to hit shots, and they have to limit the turnovers. Julius Randle cannot be playing erratic basketball anymore. I thought he was over with that, but I saw the Julius Randle of old in game one. So if that's what Knicks fans have to look up to or look forward to, you can expect the Knicks to not be here in four games. Bucks Heat. Game 1, that was also a doozy. I really do like this series. I like both teams. I do feel that the Bucks are the better team, and they've proved that so far through two games. You know, they had the 109-107 OT win in Game 1, and then just yesterday, they beat the brakes off the Heat, 132-98. to It was one of the biggest beatings I've seen in the playoffs so far. Giannis had 31-13. and Drew Holiday only put in 11, but Chris Middleton, who was the savior and gave one, 17 points. You had Forbes off the bench with 22. So they got a lot of production from a lot of guys because they were up big. So they can be able to go to the bench unit and have guys sit and rest and prepare for game three. The Heat, on the other hand, I, I really don't know what the Heat are going to be able to do at this point. The only good thing to save and grace is that they're going to Miami. So they're going to have you know, the home court for two games. So if they can be able to even up the series, obviously that's going to be the best case scenario for them. But if they can be able to, you know, get one, you know, they can be able to at least make the series respectable. If they do lose in five games, at least it's not a sweep. You know, Bam Adebayo, 16 points. Uh, Jimmy Butler only had 10. It was a struggle. It was a struggle all the way around in game two. They just could not get it going. The the Bucks defense was really, really that good. They were sharp. They were on the ball. They were they were pivoting. They were switching, hedging, playing aggressive defense, rebounding. When you do that, there's not really much you can do as a team. So the Heat just gotta they gotta throw that tape away and prepare for games three and four. But What is my outcome on this series? I think the Bucs are going to win this series handily, honestly. I just think the Bucs are the better team. In my opinion, the Bucs are the best team in the Eastern Conference. They really are. And the biggest wash in the first round to me is the Brooklyn Nets against the Boston Celtics. Brooklyn's just better. Like, there's just nothing to really say. They dominated Game 1, especially they came out in the third quarter and really, you know, came out aggressive and 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 won the game there. That's where I feel like they actually won the game in the third quarter because they they came out firing, they came out aggressive, they did what they had to do. But when we saw what happened in game 2. Game 2 was was a a, a beating. That happened earlier today. Brooklyn wins the game 130 to 108. I mean, what more can you say? You know, Jason Tatum, he struggles. Uh, Tristan Thompson, 15 points, 11 boards. Kemba Walker, 17. Marcus Smart, 19. Evan Fournier, 16. But Kevin Durant, Joe Harris had a great game, 7 for 10 from 3. He couldn't miss. James Harden had a good game. Kyrie struggled a little bit, but they didn't have to play that much because they were up huge. They were up huge in this game. So this, this is one of those series where you know, Boston is just, they're in over their head. They understand that they're in over their head. They're trying their best to compete. But they know that this series is going to be over in four or it's going to be over in five. So I, this is there's no suspense here. There's no subplots. There's nothing going on. It's just the Nets trying to stay healthy, trying to get that chemistry down because they haven't played with each other so much. So this is all that they're focused on. They're not worried about the Boston Celtics at all. This is not one of those series or teams that they really have to be concerned about. This is a literal warm-up for them in the first round. If Jalen Brown was here, it'd be a different story. But he's not here, so they're just going to have to figure it out. Danny Ainge is going to have to do something with this team in the offseason. We know that he's been a terrible GM for the duration of the time that he's been here. But maybe, just maybe, he needs to actually make a smart move. Next game or next series after this is going to be the Portland Trail Blazers against the Denver Nuggets. I think this series is compelling. Uh, you saw two teams that they're just, I think they're very, very close in regards to how they're made up. Obviously, you got Jokic, who is a, MVP candidate, a top MVP candidate, great player, Michael Porter Jr., great player, but they're missing their second guy, Jamal Murray, his presence is missed, you know that, they they don't have that big shot guy, now listen, granted, they beat the hell out of the Blazers in game two, to 128-109, Jokic puts the team on his back with 38 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Paul Millsap off the bench, he was he was a story for me. 15 minutes, 15 points. Efficient. Very, very efficient. Michael Porter Jr. struggled from the field a little bit, but he finished with 18 points. Aaron going with his good defense, 13 points. So they they did exactly what they had to do. And what that is is that let Dame go nuts. And lock everybody else down. Dame had an electric game, 42 points. C.J. McCollum, he had 21. But when you look at the box score, nobody else really did anything. Nurkic, 7 points. Powell, 15 points. He he did all right. Covington, 3 points in 37 minutes. Carmelo Anthony, 5 points in 21 minutes. No production. They can't win games like that. Portland has to score. They got to hit a bunch of threes. They got to get out and transition. They have to do a lot of things to be able to try to compete with this Denver team. They can do it. They just couldn't do it in game two. So it's a 1-1 split. They're going back to Portland now for game three. I can guarantee you that Portland is going to have a ton of energy in that game. It's going to be a great game. I love this series. This is one of the best series in the first round in the playoffs right now. But the one that I like to cover the series that I really like to talk about is the Dallas Mavericks against the Los Angeles Clippers. That's exactly what I want to see. I Listen, I am locked in to what's going on because you had the Clippers ducking people in the playoffs. We, I ain't going to mention no names. I ain't going to mention no names. But they got the matchup that they wanted, the rematch from last season. And what happens in game one? Just as I predicted, Mavericks will win the game. They win the game 113 103. Luka has a triple double, destroys Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They can't guard him. Can't guard him. Nobody can be able to make a big shot for for, for the Clippers. And you can you, you have to expect that. Rondo, not a shooter. You got Patrick Beverly, not a shooter. Marcus Morris, erratic shooter. Where are your scorers? Where? If you have to rely on Waldo George, good luck. It's not going to happen. I hate being right when it comes to the Clippers. I really do. It's like a broken record. I keep telling people, stop buying water from a whale. Stop doing it. Stop being convinced by this used car salesman. The Clippers are that guy that comes to your door and tries to sell you knives, and you have a draw full of them exactly what they are. Don't buy into them. Fool's gold. Because I can tell you this. Luca is very confident against this team. He knows he can play against them. He knows he can beat them. And now when you put in the other X factor, Porzingis. Porzingis was not healthy last season in the playoffs. He can be able to play and contribute now. It's a big concern for the Clippers, I'm telling you right now. The game is tight right now. Mavs lead 35 33. But it's a dogfight. If the Mavs end up going up 2 0 against the Clippers, oh my goodness. The laughter, the jokes, all of these things will be able to come out of me at once because they get what they deserve. You want to duck people, you want to think that you're the best team. You want to do weird stuff? This is what happens. Paul George is starting to panic again. <laughs> Don't worry. I got my Waldo George shirts ready. Ready. Because I would. I, I just want to hear the excuses. I want to hear the excuses when this series is over. When Dallas wins this series in six. That's my prediction. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. And if that does happen. What is going to happen to this team? Is Quiet Leonard coming back? But we know Paul George ain't going nowhere because he signed that albatross of a contract. But what is to happen to this team? Who comes here? I I don't see the Clippers as a destination. I just don't. So what's going to happen to this team? Are they going to be able to make a significant trade? Are they going to be able to get the upgrade at point guard that they desperately needed for years? And they thought that Rondo would fill the need. No, no. They need something more than that. The Clippers need a complete overhaul of this roster. Complete. That's what they need. And is Kawhi Leonard the guy to lead them to where they want to be? Where do they want to be? Do they think that they're a championship-level team? I, I guess. So is that what they want to be? They want to they get to a conference final? They want to get to a final? What's the goal here? Because I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to keep it real. Clippers ain't doing nothing unless they get their own building. They're just like that old-ass uncle that lives in the basement for years and just just doesn't want to leave. Hey, Uncle, you, you find an apartment? No, 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 still looking, still looking. No, you need to go. That's what the Clippers need to do. Hey, yeah, you know, you're going to knock down the form and all that stuff. You're going to build some Great. Do it already. Get out. Spread your wings. Be the losers in your own place. That'd be fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. But to be losers and share a space with winners, that don't make sense. That, to me, just doesn't make sense. But like I said, it's a tight game right now. Mavericks up 49-47. Finney Smith not having a good game in this game. He was on fire in game one. But Luka, 13 points, a rebound, two assists. Max Kleber, he got 12 points. Tim Hardaway got 10 so they're getting contributions from a lot of people. Kawhi Lena has come out the gates pretty good. Twenty points. Where's Paul George? Eight points. Okay. Three or five shooting, fourteen minutes. All right. Not playing too bad. We got a Reggie Jackson sighting. Rondo has two points. Nicholas Batum, six. So they're they're getting they're getting bench production at least. Because there's two starters that haven't scored a basket. Why am I not surprised? Patrick Beverly, Six minutes, no points, no rebounds, no assists, no fouls. The cheerleader. The guy that talks the most and does the least. This is their problem. They need to upgrade. Another update as well. Lakers are up at the half, 53-47. to 47. Anthony Davis, 10 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists in, in the first half. He has two fouls. LeBron James has a... Has an interesting, weird two fouls as well. Drummond has a double-double, 11 points and 10 rebounds. But the guy that's been keeping them afloat, especially in that second quarter, was Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder has had a phenomenal game, 16 points, 2 assists. Caldwell Pope has nothing, donut. So they got to get more production out of the guys, man. Got to get more production out of the guys. But Schroeder has made up for the poor game that he had in game one. Uh, a lot of people had poor games in game one. But can the Lakers be able to hang on? Can they be able to weather the storm? Devin Booker, 3 for 8, he's not playing too well, 12 points. But DeAndre Ayton is perfect again. 7 for 7, 14 points. You got to be kidding me. There's no reason why Ayton should be this effective in his first playoff. I'm sorry. Push him around, frustrate him. You just allow him to do this? He's making it look easy in the playoffs. Lakers got to do something about this. Frank Vogel has to look at this stat line and throw the book at the at the wall. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. Chris Paul is hobbled. You need to capitalize on this. Up six is not enough. It really isn't. So we're going to see exactly what the Lakers have in the second half. But I, I don't. I don't know. I I just don't know what to feel. I really would have expected Anthony Davis to have 20 points at the half. Instead, he has 10 points and 6 rebounds. That's not what we're looking for. It's not acceptable. It really isn't. But the series that really has interest me is Grizzlies and Jazz. Grizzlies end up winning game one in a shocker to a lot of people. Not to me because I picked them. 112-109. to Job ja Morant is just the man. There's nothing that I can be able to say about this kid that I don't over say. The point god. 26 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Dylan Brooks. I, I don't know what, what's gotten into that kid. 31 points, 7 rebounds. 13 of 26 from the field. His defense is spectacular. He's so aggressive. Can be able to cut you off and spin you. That guy is a legit basketball player legit defender legit two-way guy i like dylan brooks a lot a lot a lot a lot and what do we have here on the utah jazz what did i say you guys can go back and rewind the tape go back to the podcast that i did on saturday i said that any team that has rudy gobert on it ain't gonna win nothing stat line 25 minutes 11 points 15 rebounds, 6 fouls. Yeah, sounds right. Jordan Clarkson, he struggled. 5 of 16, 14 points. Derek Favors he had 12 and 11. Bogdanovich had a big game, 29 points. Mike Conley, he struggled as well. 6 for 18, 3, 11 from from 3. But he also finished with 22 points. So, yeah, they lost the game by 3. But... I don't look at it as like, oh, well, you know, we had a bad shooting night and, you know, wait till Spider Mitchell gets back. We'll be fine. I look at it as that they should be worried because this Memphis Grizzlies team does not fear them. They're not scared. And if you're not scared of a number one seed, the last time that happened, Dallas lost to the We Believe Warriors. The Bangham Warriors is what I call them. With Steven Jackson, Al Harrington, Baron Davis, and those boys, they did not fear Dallas. Memphis does not fear Utah, and you know why? Because it's Utah. Nobody cares about Utah. <laughs> just, just one of those, just one of those cities, one of those teams that people are just looking at like, hey, okay, all right, all right. And then it gets better. The drama gets better. That Spider Mitchell is upset with the organization for holding him out of game one because of the ankle. It's like, this is the playoffs. Let me play. If I get hurt, I get hurt. I respect that. I respect that because at the end of the day, it is the playoffs. It does matter. And having your best player on the court, no matter if he's 75 or 80%, it's important for team morale. They would have probably pulled that game out had Spider been there. To be honest with you. Because if I'm a teammate and I got to look down the bench and see Rudy Gobert with his 11 points and his six fouls, I'm I'm like, we ain't got no shot. We can't dump the ball down to this guy. He's not a scorer. But he's getting paid all this money. That's my thing. So what is my prediction for game two? My prediction is that the Memphis Grizzlies will win again, 115-103. They're going to make sure that they handle the Utah Jazz because the Utah Jazz, they're good. They're a decent team. They're just not a championship team. And come this time of season, it's all about the championship. And if you're not about it, if you don't have the dudes that about it, you're going to fall by the wayside. That's that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes in the playoffs. Playoffs make legends. That's where guys make their money. That's where guys build their legacy. It's not the regular season. Yeah, you could be able to get, you know, into the Hall of Fame with some regular season numbers. We get all that. But the legends, the legends are what's made in the playoffs. And I can tell you right now, guys like Paul George, guys like Rudy Gobert, they're just not big-time performers. They're just not. Got called space Spade, man. I'm not lying. Check the tape. Go ahead look at the numbers. Look at the numbers if you don't believe me. Would you trust Rudy Gobert with the game on the line, especially if he's getting fouled with his 50% career Free throw shooting behind. No, he comes with so much liability. Same thing with Paul George. You don't know what you're gonna get. So when you have these two teams with these two interesting dynamics, it throws everything into chaos. It really does. All right. So let's go ahead and do some projection for the rest of the week, regards to who's gonna win what. So Wednesday, we have the matchup. We have Game 2 against the Wizards and Sixers. Sixers are still at home. I got the Sixers winning this game easily, 120-107. to 107. Joel Embiid has a great game, 35 points, probably 12 rebounds or so. The middle game, we have the Hawks and the Knicks. Game 2 at MSG, uh, Trey Young has a great game in Game 1. What do I predict happens in Game 2? I believe that Trey Young is going to have a little bit of rough go at it because Tom Thibodeau is going to make his adjustments, but I do feel that he's still going to be able to be uh, somewhat productive, somewhat effective, 25 points, I think 9 of 24 shooting. He ends up hitting 5 of 12 from 3. Uh, Julius Randle struggles again. But I do think that RJ Barrett has a better game. But if I'm going to pick somebody to win this game, I got I got the Knicks. I'm not going to lie to you. I got the Knicks winning this game 110 to 97. Knicks have a big home win. The crowd goes wild and they end up going back to Atlanta for game 3 with the series split. The next game after this is going to be Grizzlies and Jazz. John Morant, like I said, the point guard, dominated him and Dylan Brooks in Game 1. Spider's back for Game 2. I have the Jazz winning this game, but they win it slightly. 117 to 110. Spider Mitchell ends up having a decent game. I think he has 20 points coming back, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Rudy Gobert is a non-factor. He's going to have probably 12 points to 16 rebounds. I do believe that Jordan Clarkson is going to have a bounce-back game. So that's where the dynamic hits, and Jazz end up winning that game. That's for Wednesday. Thursday matchups, we have Suns and Lakers. That is game three. That is in Staples. That is in L.A. Suns don't want no parts of that. Lakers win this game 125-109. The Lakers roll the Suns. And they get a 2-1 lead in the series because I think that the Lakers are going to win tonight. Next game after this is going to be the Bucs and Heat. Game 3 in Miami. Can the Heat be able to get something going? The Bucs have not been a great road team in the playoffs. So do I feel that Miami can be able to win this game? Yes, I do feel that they can be able to win this game. Will they win this game? I'm going to say yes. I say Miami wins this game. 117 113. I think that Jimmy Butler has a good game. They end up getting some balanced scoring from the team and they end up pulling out a a, a win against Milwaukee. Next game on the list, we have the Nuggets and Blazers. Series is tied 1 1. This is a great series, like I said. Blazers are home. They end up getting the advantage. Blazers win this game 125 120. Dame and CJ go off. I think that Carmelo Anthony has a big game. 19 points off the bench. Which does give them the boost. So I do believe that Portland will win this game on Thursday. On Friday, we have the Knicks and the Hawks. I did say the Knicks were going to win game two. Who wins game three in Atlanta? That's going to be tough. The Knicks have been a pretty decent road team this year. Can they overcome the... Madness that's going to be in ATL in game three? I don't think so. I think the Hawks win the game 105-97. The Knicks are going to end up struggling in their first road playoff game in a long time, but they'll be able to bounce back, but they do lose this game. Next game we have, obviously, is going to be the Nets and the Celtics. Do we have to? Do we have to? Nets win. Nets win big. 135-115. That's it. it, It's just complete domination. Next game after this is going to be game three between the Clippers and Mavericks. Now, if Dallas wins tonight, this makes Friday's matchup all the better. It really does. It makes everything just that much nicer to me because Dallas is home with that rabid fan base With that arena, I can't wait. I can't wait. And who do I have winning that game? I have the Clippers winning that game. I do have the Clippers winning on the road. They win 115-109. I believe that Marcus Morris is going to have a big game. There's something just telling me that he's going to have one of those I-can't-miss type of games from three. So they end up winning that game. That's Friday. For Saturday, now we have a, a, a nice nice little selection here. I will wait until my show to be able to preview those Saturday games. So that's all for the playoff recap as well as, you know, what we can be able to expect going forward in these series for the week. That was pretty fun. I got out all of my, you know, Clippers hate. <laughs> I got I got my Rudy Gobert hate out there, you know. Felt good. Felt good to be able to get that out. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the Planet Dummy of the Week on a Tuesday night. It's all even. Yo, what's your man, DJ G Money that Flip the script podcast. Yeah, Let's see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We in the studio right now. Flip yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even Podcast. My All man, even. Barry oh, Grant Jr. Up, thinking, whoa, 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 what's whoa, up, whoa, man? Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out to somebody on your podcast? Yeah, don't make it to join. What's up? Oh, Even. Oh, even. even Podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. We put this up, something. All Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's <laughs> up with you, man? Now, you're well, going to have to shout out. You're keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you all even podcast, right? Yeah, All, shout even. To all even podcast, right? All yeah. even. All right. That's your get My man. It's fine. All right, shout out to All Even Podcast. He cool? 100%, 100%, 100%, he cool. Is he? he cool? Let me see. Is he cool? D D D D. I shout about D. This is the guys and gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarJensenGals.com We're everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. It's your boy Alfred from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, The greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So who is my first candidate of the week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is Bill de Blasio, mayor of this great city of New York. Mayor de Blasio is my candidate for yeah. because the man has there's something wrong with him. He he had the Nets hat on with the jersey and he just looked weird. Like what why is this a thing? Why is this a thing? So I, I ignored that. I ignored that because I could have put him on here before. I ignored that part. He does it again. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I give you. Exhibit A. Staying on this topic for one second, this is about basketball. I have an important official announcement. Uh, this is very serious, wanna get this out. Uh, message to Trey Young uh, on behalf of the people of New York City and, and anyone who cares about actually playing basketball the right way, stop hunting for fouls, Trey. Uh, I wanna quote Steve Nash, one of the great player, great coach, he says, quote unquote, that's not basketball. Trey, Trey. That hawk's not gonna fly in New York City. Come on, play the game the right way. See if you can win. I think the Knicks are gonna teach you a lesson. Okay. What What are we doing here? Are they not bills to sign? Are they not stuff to be able to get done in New York City? The city's in shambles in regards to economics. We, we gotta get things going. And he's worried about Trey Young and this playoff series? No, 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 no! I don't want to hear from you. I don't. When it comes to when it comes to hoops, I don't want to hear from Bill De Blasio. Sorry. And what kills me, what kills me is ha- <laughs> is how the hat looks on his head. He looks crazy. The hat doesn't fit right. It's 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 not a good hat. It's not a snapback. It don't look good. It's not a 22. It's not none of those hats. So I don't know where he got that hat from. And whoever gave him that hat, they need to put in their resignation because you got the mayor out there looking crazy. He he has no friends. If anybody's going to put a hat on him like that, come on. (laughs) I would never, I would never do that to an enemy. He looked crazy. And for him to not realize how crazy he looks, do you think that Trey Young is going to look at you and be like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to Mr. de Blasio. I'm going to listen to the mayor. He's going to look at you like, take off that silly ass hat. That's what he's going to say. He's going to channel his, his inner Chris Rock. Take off that silly ass hat because it don't look right. You don't look right talking about the Knicks. Talking about sports. Let, let's just stop. And I'm going to tell you all right now. Knicks fans, if y'all end up losing this series, blame it on the mayor because he's the one that jinxed y'all. He put the jinx on you and it can't be removed. I'm telling you right now. Why would you call out their best player in the media? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? So if the Knicks lose, you know who to blame. It's the guy with the stupid hat on. This is the epitome of a dummy move. Why would you do Why would you poke the bear? Trey Young is looking for something to inspire him, to be able to motivate him to kill and thrash the Knicks. And you know what he has now? He has a bulletin board with De Blasio's face and that crooked-ass Nick <laughs> and that crooked-ass Nick hat that he was wearing. That's his bulletin board material. You are you kidding me? It's too easy. This is easy. At least Reggie Miller had Spike Lee. Trey Young, the poor kid. He has Bill de (laughs) Blasio. He has Bill de Blasio. Really? What a fall from grace. There's nobody else that can be able to step up and challenge Trey Young. We have to have this guy do it. When it comes to hoops, my man, you are not the hero the city needs. (laughs) So Bill de Blasio, you don't have to worry about when your term is over, somebody calling you a loser because you can't run anymore. You've done your time. But you're possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. i see you guys on Saturday. Until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button.